let's face it, I'm not going to stop treating myself anytime soon, and neither should you. But what I should stop doing is paying for me time with whatever random credit card is in my wallet. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times the points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? Honey, is it like a gorgeous free flight that you would have had to have paid for, but honey, you're saving that flight money? Is it a gorgeous room upgrade? Is it like a gorgeous like two-bedroom suite instead of a one-bedroom suite so your like in-laws or like your friend could stay over there in that room so you don't have to like hear them doing whatever with what they're doing in your your guys' room? Is it like really adulting? Oh, I love adulting. And you know what else I love? is not waiting to make smart financial decisions. I also love paying my credit cards off in full every month because like, yes, good credit. So let's like do try to do that and like making responsible decisions, which we love. Um, But anyway, don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet, finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Darling. I was on a vacation recently and stayed at an Airbnb, and then I realized that while I was away, my empty house could be making money, honey. If you're someone like me that is busy and not home all the time, your home could be an Airbnb, and it's actually pretty simple to get started. Even if you don't have a whole house, you could start with just a spare room. Personally, I really enjoy staying at Airbnbs. I really do. I love a good Airbnb. Who is that? Come back, British you. And it really is a great way to like support local economy and support local people. So Airbnb is fabulous. And I know I was doing my British voice earlier, but we love Airbnb. So think about what you could do with some extra cash. Whether you're looking to treat yourself to something nice, like a shopping spree or a spa day, or start a whole side hustle, Airbnb can help you be that person. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Curious Now. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every other week, I sit down with a brilliant expert to go beyond the headlines. Before we go any further, we want to acknowledge the ongoing conflict between Israel and Palestine. Since this is a fast-moving situation, we're not going to report on one specific headline. What we will say is that every civilian life lost so far is tragic. The world is mourning and watching. We should all be doing what we can to de-escalate the current conflict and save as many lives as we still can. Everyone deserves the right to food, water, medical care, freedom, mobility, and safety. Beyond that, Kids deserve the right to play, to learn, and to live in a world that sees a future for them. We also know that in times like this, misinformation and disinformation can spread rapidly. It's on all of us to check our sources and stick with the facts. And now, back to this week's episode. Today, we're speaking with activists and organizers Justin Garner and Emily Wright. We last spoke with them in March 2023, one month after a train carrying dangerous chemicals derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. At the time, they were advocating for residents' health and safety through the group River Valley Organizing. Now we're getting an update on how their community is coping in the aftermath of this environmental disaster. If you can't wait to hear that combo, head to the episode description for more info on how far to skip ahead. But I know that's not what you're on because you love the headlines. So for now, let's get over to our news desk. 
And headlines that even straight people are talking about. Sam Bankman Fried? Freed? Never can tell how to say his last name. And why start now? The former CEO of cryptocurrency exchange FTX is currently on trial for allegedly committing one of the largest financial frauds in history. Nishad Singh, who is head of engineering at FTX, testified that he noticed more than $8 billion was missing from the company. And in case you missed the episode of Getting Curious where we learned about how many billions are, or how many millions are in a billion, or maybe I didn't learn that on the podcast, I just Googled it. But there's in fact 1,000 millions in a billion which means that he lost $8,000 million. That is so much fucking money. Meanwhile, Caroline Ellison, who is Bankman Freed's top advisor, testified that she misled lenders and circulated phony financial documents at his request. I guess Caroline wasn't so sweet after all. And other financial news, after facing billions of dollars in debt, declining sales, and more than a thousand lawsuits, Rite Aid has filed for bankruptcy. Federal, state, and local lawsuits claim that the drugstore filed thousands of illegal prescriptions for painkillers. Ah! Rite Aid says they are currently working on a deal to sell the pharmacy benefit manager, Elixir, which they acquired in 2015. Now, this is some big news that even the straights are talking about. Uh, at the moment of this recording, there is still no Speaker of the House. Kevin McCarthy is still on the outs with Republicans. Jim Jordan is the latest Speaker designate for Republicans, but is still well short of the votes he needs to become Speaker. It interestingly highlights the hypocrisy of Republican legislators who have so often, you know, parroted really harmful anti-queer, anti-trans rhetoric in terms of uh, queer people being a danger to kids. Yet there's a huge scandal out of Ohio State University where the lead team physician was credibly accused of a lot of sexual assault. The university had to pay out over $60 million. And a lot of these wrestlers say that Jim Jordan knew it was an open secret. He's done nothing to help them. Uh, he's done nothing to bring any sort of clarity to the situation other than to make it murkier. Like he, he has not, he's done nothing to help these, these survivors. I just think that's really interesting that the Republican conference wants to appoint someone who was covering up a huge sex abuse scandal. And I think for me being a survivor of sexual abuse, that's particularly just the hypocrisy is so intense. Um, and it's so clear to see. So I hope people are, are picking up on that. And now for our next segment, stories that made me go, whoa. A study showed that female frogs will fake their own deaths to avoid unwanted attention from males. This phenomenon has evolved as a survival mechanism for females during a potentially dangerous mating season. These frogs get so freaking horny, they just be doing it to death. Uh, and also, if you want to learn more about the differences between like frogs and toads, we did a really interesting episode about getting or on frogs and getting curious. If you want to go back and listen, it's really good. Um, and our next story, researchers have decoded a word on a papyrus roll. This role has not been read in 2,000 years. The word is porphyrus, which is ancient Greek for purple. Girl! The scrolls came from a grand villa thought to belong to Julius Caesar's father-in-law. The scrolls were carbonized by the eruption of Mount Vesuvius, honey, Pompeii, in 79 Common Era, and they look like wrinkled lumps of coal. They can't be opened without destroying them, which has made reading them impossible. But a new approach involving computer tomography and advancements in AI has made it possible to read them. On our next segment, The Gay Agenda, 
Uh, y'all, there was so much uh, developments in the gay agenda that I'm going to give you my even quicker talk than usual for a Lost-style recap on what the hell is going on. Back in July of 2021, Arkansas passed a ban on gender-affirming care. Following a lawsuit, a federal judge struck down the ban this past June. Since then, the Arkansas Attorney General requested to appeal the decision, and now the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals agreed to hear the appeal. This puts gender-affirming care at risk in Arkansas once again. Meanwhile, in Wisconsin, the state assembly voted to approve three bills that, if enacted, would restrict the rights of trans children. One of the bills includes a ban for gender-affirming care for minors. Governor Tony Evers has committed to vetoing these bills and said Democrats will uphold the veto to prevent these bills from becoming law. Then... Uh, in North Carolina, the family of a transgender boy filed a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court. Back in August, North Carolina passed a law that restricts gender-affirming care. Trans children in North Carolina officially lost access to gender-affirming care on August 16th when a Republican supermajority overrode the governor's veto on the law. This family is now asking state health officials to block implementation of the law. Speaking of lawsuits, one was filed in Montana state courts by trans, intersex, and non-binary individuals who are challenging a new state law that defines sex as only male or female. The suit argues that this law denies legal recognition and protections to people who are gender non-conforming, not to mention the fact that intersex people are biologically existing and are like, occurring. Another important issue facing the LGBTQI plus community in my home state of Texas is the introduction of the School Voucher Program. Vouchers are state-funded scholarships that pay for students to attend private schools. The voucher program directs funding away from public schools, which are utilized by so many students in Texas. Instead, it tries to get people to go to private schools, which can be detrimental for queer students. Private schools are not held accountable for the treatment of queer students. Public schools that receive money from the federal government are required to comply with Title IX regulations. That means that the Department of Education explicitly protects trans and LGBTQI plus students from discrimination in public schools, but private schools are exempt from those protections. Our friends at Equality Texas are working to educate Texans with a Know Your Rights workshop that is taking place in different cities all over the state. Check out their Insta or Twitter at Equality Texas to get more information about all of their current campaigns. Yes, it's time for our next segment. On your radar. On your radar, on your radar. First of all, we want to give a huge shout out to Deborah Archer, our former Getting Curious guest, for being reelected as president of the ACLU. The ACLU is doing really important work to advocate for trans individuals affected by the gender affirming Caribbeans. Go, Deborah Archer! In the past, we have highlighted organizations that work to uplift and support amazing candidates that are hoping to change the current political landscape. ARENA is an organization that aims to help out at an earlier stage of the process by training the next generation of candidates and campaign staff. They have a training program for aspiring campaign staff that focuses on bringing women, people of color, and members of the LGBTQI plus community into the political process. And when you graduate the academy, they have a career pipeline that helps connect their graduates with opportunities on campaigns. Their goal is to bring in the next generation of political leaders in order to build progressive power in the long run. Come on, Arena! And now, we're tossing the mic to Emily and Justin to hear all the work they are doing organizing in the Ohio River Valley. Thanks, British Jonathan. Let's get it over to our interview. What happened in East Palestine was something that I read about in the news earlier this year in February. We had the opportunity to catch up with y'all 
earlier um, in the year, um, but we want to see what's going on now. So for anyone who is new to this story or need a reminder, can you tell us what happened in East Palestine on February 3rd? Um, hi, I'm Emily Wright. Thanks so much for having us on and you know letting us continue to talk. I'm a resident. I live right outside of East Palestine. And um, on February 3rd, around 9 in the evening, there was a large derailment from a Norfolk Southern train. And it was carrying several um, toxic substances, one being vinyl chloride. And there was also spilled um, tens of thousands of gallons of petroleum that went into oil that went into the ground that has forever chemicals. Through the whole weekend, the fire burned. It went into the atmosphere. The stuff kept spilling into the ground. We heard really scattered reports like, one time there was five cars, then there were 10 cars, and it was just a lot of confusing information. So Monday comes, the governor comes and says that they're going to do what's called a controlled burn, and they are going to burn off the rest of the vinyl chloride. Hopefully with the weather pattern, it would take the cloud up into the atmosphere, and that would take care of the problem, because apparently there was going to be a large explosion and it could put shrapnel into up to one to two miles out, you know, radius. So it went off a couple hours later than it was supposed to. When that happened, the weather pattern changed and it took it and spread it across three or four counties and two states. For about 24 hours, you couldn't see the moon. The sun was hazy. We were told to shelter in place, stay indoors. Some people were evacuated from the immediate site before the burn. But then everyone else was told to stay in their homes um, that was in the immediate area. Within a few days, we had like 40-some thousand animals dead, fish, livestock, pets, people, you know, having sickness, all these things. So that's what had happened in the immediate. Um, the EPA put out a report. It showed that Norfolk Southern basically dis did not disclose not only to the EPA, to the government, and to the people, what was actually being carried on the car, but what, how much spilled. We were at a conference, and the guy put up his finger, and he did this little thing, and he said just a little bit of oil went in the ground, and we found out it was tens of thousands of gallons. Hmm. We were grateful that Biden extended the declaration disaster, so hopefully we can continue to get more help, but the problem is, is that People are still sick. They're exhibiting symptoms. And every time they go to try to get personal testing, they're being turned away. So, um, and people, symptoms are continuing. Their, their animal symptoms are continuing, um, you know, asthma, skin rashes, things like that. So no one was offered help to clean their homes. And unfortunately, everything that was in the air came down and it's in their homes and when they sit on the couch, it puffs up, <laughs> you know, when they go to walk on the floor, anything they do. So it's been a very long cleanup. Um, and that was what's happened in the immediate. How has the narrative of the derailment evolved since February? Has it evolved? Have you guys found out more things? I'm Justin Garner. Um, so the work that I do, I'm a communications director for River Valley Organizing. I work with some other organizations in our area as well. Um, the last time we spoke, shortly after that, we decided to go to D.C. to go to the Senate hearing. 
while we were there, we were able to talk to AOC and the House of Representatives. Um, we were able to um, go to the White House and um, talk to some people there as well. But I would say the narrative has went from victim to victor. And a lot of the people in our area, um, they understand that if we are not going to do something about this, then things simply are not going to happen. You know, like it takes um, a move of our hand to do these things and really stand up for ourselves. And more than anything, I think that's so encouraging and empowering just to see the people in um, our area in small town, rural Appalachia, getting together to say, it doesn't matter our differences. You're a neighbor, you're a friend, you're a family member, and I'm going to fight for you and you're going to fight for me. And I think that, you know, it, it's really shifted that way and it's encouraging to see. Um, I would like to highlight that with East Palestine, there are several um, groups and organizations that are doing the work. One of them that I want to shout out is the Unity Council. Mm -hmm. um, it is a group um, made up of citizens in East Palestine. It is citizen um, run, led, um, a lot like um, River Valley, but they their sole purpose is um, the work of East Palestine and just East Palestine. Um, so I did want to highlight them and shout them out. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them ever take their first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Having built a business or two myself, I know just how difficult the whole process is. But Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Yes! From LLC information to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC information plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash JVN. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash JVN. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. They always say trust your gut. But one time, my gut told me to bleach my eyebrows. And that was fashionable, but not widely well-received. While probiotics can't help you with most of your gut decisions, it can give your gut a little bit of support. And Ritual has your back. They made a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Did you know daily disturbances like poor diets, stress, travel, the use of certain medications, and plenty of other factors can throw off your gut microbiome? Oh, no! Enter Ritual. Their Symbiotic Plus has been a gorgeous tool. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide, your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash curious. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash curious for 25% off. What are some of the kind of 
more common headlines that we're hearing out of East Palestine? And what are they missing? And who are we hearing a lot from? And who do we still need to hear from? So 18 questions in there, but give it to me. Yeah, no, that's, that's okay. I, I, I do the same thing. I, I'm an old triage nurse, so I'm used to rapid firing questions at people. Um, but yeah, I, I think people, like you said, what's like, how are people faring? What are they feeling? People are very much feeling forgotten um, in a large way by, poli- by really by both sides of the aisle, politicians. I think that their voice has only been here for like photo ops or things. We have one senator, um, Sherrod Brown, who's come more and done some more meetings and, you know, listened to people more and has put a little more effort. But I think people are really just feeling like where are the people, you know, that are, that are supposed to be, you know, here. I also think people are literally dying of diseases at young ages because of gas and oil, because they live by it, they work in it. I think people are understanding that corporations and institutions in general um, need to have shifting and change because they work together and, you know, to oppress And I think that's a big common thing that's coming out of East Palestine is that um, I also, I also believe there's a big rift in the community and I don't live in East Palestine proper. um, But I know that, you know, Norfolk Southern is going around throwing money around like building parks, (laughs) doing stuff at the school, holding events, holding events, Mm -hmm. doing all these things. And um, people are upset because they feel like they're trying to be bought. Um, So that's a big narrative that's coming out of there. And, you know, people right now are experiencing the big headline, too, is where do they go from here? They have they don't have property value. Norfolk Southern's offering money, but it's it's not what it's worth. We're all in lawsuits. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm at I'm I'm in a a lawsuit, um, you know, with our. Like my father isn't, we know this law firm because my father has bilateral asbestosis from the freaking mill, you know, already. And his breathing's gotten worse since the the burn. And, you know, so it's just people are not knowing, like, what track do I go to advocate for myself the most? You know, what money should I take? If I do take money, is it going to, you know, prevent me from getting more later? So right now, really my focus personally, and this is work that I'm doing through a couple different organizations, is to focus on what's going to happen with the healthcare situation after all this. Is Norfolk Southern going to pay for their chemotherapy? I'm just going to say it. Mm. Who, who's going to pay when they can't work anymore because they're in treatment? There were several studies done all the way up through the early 90s until they all stopped. And they were all on what vinyl chloride and a lot of these different chemicals do. And there were so many instances of it leading to liver cancer and these things. So I think people, that's the big thing is what's going to happen in the future. But I do, uh, what Justin said is correct. The unity council, there's all these people that have come together that don't agree on much, (laughs) but we agree that we have to stop. We have to advocate for ourselves, but I'm very lucky in the fact that, yeah, we still have symptoms in my house, but my skin's not on fire because I'm far enough away from the train track that the vinyl chloride, you know, I'm not still feeling it. So 
it's there are people that are still suffering and i think unfortunate you know it was very fortunate that no one died but because no one died it was almost like people were like well what's the problem right but we've had layered poisoning of our communities for you know 50 years you know five decades of layered poisoning from you know all the from the industry so yeah did i answer your questions i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. You did. No, you did excellently. And I also think it's really interesting, though, that you point out. It's like we live in a country where, you know, people get blown away by gun violence every single day. Like people like there is so much horrific violence in the news that it's like unless it's like a bunch like I just think that was a really interesting thing that you point out because what you guys have been through is a tragedy. You've been betrayed. So as part of the advocacy work, y'all have commissioned independent testing. Can you guys share more on that process and like, have you guys had any findings on what any of the testing has shown? Was it like on groundwater or like what's in anybody's blood or like, yeah, uh, there's been a lot of different independent testing people that have been coming in, um, you know, through where river Valley where Justin still works and the unity council that we talked about and independent science testers from all over the nation just kind of came offered. Um, all of them are still showing high levels of vinyl chloride in different things in people's blood and on their property and on their things. So I know, I do know that that is so active and that is being reported in our local news. Yeah. Um, at this time. And we're still doing a lot of work um, with the community as far as like researcher updates. So the organization that I work with, um, we do um, different researcher updates at, like with scientists um, in universities that have partnered with us. Um, and they've just been able to share like their expertise and their, their knowledge about, um, you know, East Palestine and, and what's going on, what's really going on. Um, but also like we've been able to partner with, they're called Fair Shake. Um, they are, um, like legal advocates made up of attorneys. And so we do, um, a series of legal clinics as well. It's like free, um, free legal advice. Um, so, I mean, there, there's really good resources that are still um, happening in the area. Justin, I just wanted to say something really quick. Yeah. I think that the queer community is going through enough without you not clickety-clacketing those gorgeous fucking nails in that goddamn microphone. <laughs> Your nails are so good. Thank you. And the way that you are not going like this when you are talking, we are going through enough. And if you, I need, I need you to do that thing with Dolly Parton when she plays her nails. Remember in that one? I get to my fiance every night. I'm like, we're watching TV. Yes, honey. Thank you. If you're like me, the threat of fascism is weighing on you this year. But even when the F word is uttered, way too few of us are considering the full scope of the danger, let alone how to really stop it. The Refuse Fascism podcast hosted by Sam Goldman names it, dissects it, and connects in-depth analysis of what fascism is with the understanding and urgency we need to defeat it. And she is joined by great guests to discuss the threat of civil war, attacks on abortion rights and trans rights, Trump and the theocrats, Project 2025, efforts to erase history and critical thinking, and much more. Check out recent episodes featuring Kathleen Ballou, Jeff Charlotte, Sarah Posner, Wujahat Ali, 
Dahlia Lithwick, and many more. Subscribe to the Refuse Fascism podcast on your listening platform of choice or go to refusefascism.org slash podcast. If you follow me on socials or listen to Getting Curious and Pretty Curious, then you'll know I've been on a real makeup journey over the last few years. I've especially been enjoying a more colorful eyeshadow moment, and I've been loving incorporating Thrive Cosmetics' full line of makeup into my routine. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. One thing that's really major about Thrive is how much they're prioritizing giving back. It feels good to know that when I support Thrive, Thrive turns around and supports the communities around them too. I also love that their high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free and have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash curious. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash curious for 10% off your first order. What have been the demands since the accident and how have um, the systems responded to those demands? Starting in... um let's see, the 14th of in June, um, we went to the Ohio State House to press the governor to um, basically sign a, uh, a declaration that Biden can then act on um, what, what he needs to do to um, push this into a, a disaster. So we went there, we protested, we had a press conference right outside, um, yeah, I mean, we literally went right into the, um, what would you call that? The Like the rotunda or some shit? Yeah, like the, it, the rotunda, yeah. And we were just chanting and... Uh, How did that go in the supermajority Republican place? Did Were they loving? Was it bad? Was it okay? Did you feel safe and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I felt safe. Um, but it, it was definitely like eye opening and people were really, I mean, the, watching us. But yeah, I mean, there was probably 50 plus of us that were in there chanting. And I mean, that is, if there's one thing that I want to convey, just like getting involved in democracy and politics is so important. Like, you don't have to be an activist to go and share your story. You don't have to be in New York or Boston or anything to share your story. Like, um, I mean, I never thought in my entire life that I would walk in the White House and advocate for friends, for family, for for change. Um, have you seen this event, like, change anyone's, like, political alliances, like, locally? So, I will say... Columbiana County, we've had two major issues um, in the past six months, um, six plus months. Um, one is obviously the derailment, and the second one is um, we had started to do the first um, Columbiana County Pride. When this happened, there was a... Um, a letter that went out to a bunch of churches in the area that said like this pride is going on. We don't want this. Like gay people are pedophiles, like the whole gamut. And um, meanwhile, the amount of kids getting abused in these fucking churches. That's the tea. Like that's where I survived sexual abuse. It was a fucking church. Like, 
it's the projection, you know? Yeah. And we had queer people literally wrapped around the council building waiting to get in an hour before. It was so, like, it, it, there was no places that you could even sit in there. And we were just in the faces of people that I, I've literally sat at their table, like pastors, like sat at, the, I grew up in church. And and just sharing, you know, our truth and saying, like, if if we can't have a, a safe space in this, where is our safe space? Like wearing nails in Appalachia, like I love it, but it's not easy, like going to Walmart and stuff like that. But I don't change it because if not us, then who, you know, and I look at you. I remember seeing you on TV and being like, I feel so empowered by you. And if you and I never speak again, I want you to know that you have impacted my life so much. And it doesn't have to, nothing that you've said, just being your authentic self um, has changed my life, literally. Like, and I just thank you. Um, I just thank you for that so much because people watch you and see you and you are, you're just, you're doing it. Um, so thank you so much thank you that's a different way to cry um wow that was a really <laughs> that was really gorgeous thank you for saying that it was really sweet and i will um oh my god so uh that was really intense for me. um but how can we how can we support east palestine right now how can we get involved if you don't live there how can we show our support um the biggest way right now is not letting these stories um be silenced the media is like this happened, we had like our moment, and then until something big happens again, we're not gonna get back into it. Um, you know, a simple share, I, I think can do so much, and just putting it out there, I think is is so important. If there's anyone listening to this that like, you know, they hear a train go in their backyard, or they have, they see trains going through their shit, like, is there anything that you would share with those people that you wish you had known, or that you wish you would have been aware of or asked like prior to this disaster? Conway, Illinois to Pennsylvania, there's 25 million Americans along these tracks. 25 million of us. And most of us are in some of the poorest areas in the United States. And that is not by mistake. We are in environmental sacrifice zones. You must know this. You know, Everyone was warned back in 2014. We warned the EPA. Many people, many environmentalists all over the United States, they said these are bomb trains. These are fast-moving trains with low regulations and not enough staff with materials that are not good and a disaster is going to happen. And pretty soon, it's not going to just happen to East Palestine. It's going to be in a major city where, you know, you can't forget about the Ohio farmers. You know, it's, it, it's, it's going to happen again. And it has happened. Derailments are happening almost on a daily basis. So basically the government's been warned, everyone, Norfolk Southern's been warned. And, you know, Norfolk Southern made in their first quarter, they made like $711 million um, profit. That's like three quarters of a billion. That is just so much fucking money. Like that is so much money. That's profit. That's not, that's what they made after their costs. They were not hurt by this. They should. Their profit they should have been. So I think we need to see the bigger picture and how these things are tied to end stage capitalism and how people are not as important. This is 
three companies, conglomerates in the railroad company putting um, their profits over our lives because we're people that are poor, unimportant, and they think can't advocate for ourselves. And we're not that. We're diverse. We come from all walks of life. We're, you know, all genders, all beliefs. So I really encourage you to write your senators, write your state, local, and and federal representatives. Google it. It's very easy. Last thing I'll say, Norfolk Southern, when this happened two days before, they were warned that the train was bad and that they should stop it and slow it down. There was issues with it and they kept it going. And at the same time, they were lobbying in Congress to have no conductors on the trains. But we want to keep trans kids off the baseball team. Yes, it's it's a very dangerous situation, right? I mean, that's what we're, it's a ploy you're using it. But that's what these state houses are fucking spending. Like, if it snows one inch in Texas, in Austin, people fucking die. Because there's no fucking electricity and people's heaters turn off. But let's not let people use the fucking bathroom for the zero sexual assaults that have happened at the hands of trans women in public bathrooms. Right. So I just think it's like, this is the cost of like the scapegoating of people. It's this. Right fucking here. Yes. It's this. This is one of the many examples. So that is fucked up. But let's end up with a fun, lighthearted rapid fire round. <laughs> Time for rapid fire media moment. What news or cultural moment has shaped who you are today, Justin? You know what? I, you're going to laugh, but when Ariana Grande blessed us with a break free. Wow. I remember like laying on my bed like and being like this is like a life anthem i know that that is like nothing like serious but break free i i it was life-changing and i'm not even kidding okay emily what was it for you i um have several health problems and i use cannabis as medicine so <sighs> one of the the things that really shook me was the murder of philando castile mm. he was a like beloved member of his community in milwaukee um, he, I believe he led the cafeteria at the school. The kids loved him. He had all kinds of programs. He started the school, raised money for the school, gave money, like, you know, and him and his uh, girlfriend and the four-year-old daughter were driving and they got pulled over for a taillight and the police officer um, blew him away in front of his four-year-old daughter and in front of his girlfriend. It was on Facebook live. It was one of the first murder by cop that, happened on live you know i my husband drives his girlfriend was driving there's all types of times where i smell like marijuana i'm not going to get bullets in my chest because the police officer said he smelled weed and was scared philando had a legal permit to have a gun and said sir i have a gun in my glove box and said was going to get the paper to show him and got blown away um he was let by a jury of he was tried by a jury and was not convicted of murder. So um, Philando was an amazing person that just wanted to go on a drive with his family. But because he was a black man, the police, like they have for the last 50 years, using marijuana as a ploy to execute people. So for me, it became less of, oh, I support legalization. And yeah, I, I want to use cannabis to why is cannabis legalization important? And for me, it changed my entire approach to everything I did. And I didn't give a crap as much about if you could smoke it. I wanted to know if we were going to keep people from being murdered and jailed for it. That was really deep. 
really good answer, Emily, and I love you for it. We are honoring all of who we are on this podcast. Our biggest grease can live next to some Michelle Kwan. You know, that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes, and that is fine. What is your current pop culture obsession? Emily, you turn, rearrange it, unless you want to... Um... So, I'm sorry, TikTok trends, and anything that's funny, like, I'm sorry, I've been going around my house singing Nationwide is, you know, on your side. That little song. Because I can't oh, stop. I cannot stop. I also had Nationwide is on your side <laughs> really loud in my head and Honestly. could not stop singing it for the last few weeks. So I vibe you on that. Justin. Taylor Swift eras. <laughs> Can we just like talk about it for just like a, a TikTok, just a second. The fact that our queen Taylor has been going, selling out these shows People, I don't think, understand what it is doing for the economy in these places, like all the revenue she's bringing in, all that she's doing. And I just, I think that's the power she's out there doing it. Absolutely. Yes. What's a recent today I learned moment for each of you? Did you know that Mindy Cohen was a backup singer for Pretty Young Thing for Michael Jackson? Facts of life, Mindy Cohen. Thank you. So good. Great. That's what I learned today. That is what I learned today. You really can't top that. That was that was really fucking good. <laughs> um, what's a meme or a gift that made you lol recently? Oh, oh, oh. Um, this says it's a Uno card. And it says, go a day without attacking the LGBTQ plus community or draw 25. And it is a um, governor person. And I won't give a name, but... It's, he has this thing of cards and he's just looking at them. And I was living, like, I thought it was funny. <laughs> no, that's really good. I love it so much. Emily, do you have one? Probably right now. You know that little cute boy that's got the allergies in the picture? He's going like this. And it's like my allergies are, you know, that's me right now in the fall. <laughs> I, I sound like Fran Drescia. So I, that's I love, my we love Brian. Come on, President. Um, okay, I love you guys so much. Uh, last question, Justin, lay it on us. What's a moment of queer joy we can end on? I just got engaged to the m- most amazing man that I have ever met. I thought that I was going to be a single person for the my whole life, and then I met Jim, Jim! and I. I'm so in love. Hello, you've reached Jim and Justin. We can't come to the phone right now. Can I make a suggestion for your first dance? Yeah. Let me cater to you, because baby, this is your day. You're all I want in a man. Baby, you blow me away. I got your dinner, your slipper, your yeah. supper, and so much more. Cater to fucking you. You know that music video, like, off the top of your head, right? Yes. Like, you can think about it. Those navy, like, cobalt dresses. Like, really? So amazing. It really is iconic. Emily and Justin, I love you so much. Thank you for coming on and giving us your time and sharing your experiences with us. And you guys are both on the gram. Are you very much on the gram for people to follow? And if people have just loved hearing from y'all, where can we people keep up? Um, I have a personal social media. I'm bad about keeping up. But I'm going to be better. I am. It's at Char Baby Mama. C-H-A-R Baby Mama. I'm personally not Instagram. Like, my, I don't have a personal one just because I do social media and I try to just like when I'm off, I'm off. Um, but she keeps convincing me to get one. 
And um, so yeah, he, I'm he only on Facebook drag. right now. I mean, he has awesome drag as well. Like he could showcase this on Instagram. Like, yeah. I mean, I, really, I don't understand why you're not on social, Justin. I think, like I said earlier, the queer community is going through enough without you being on social. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mean to. I'm attack. gonna make a commitment to you today that I will make a Instagram today. Yeah, girl, you made me cry. Like you fucking <laughs> made me. You, this is the least you could fucking do. <laughs> I'll make one today, I promise. Thank you guys so much for coming. This has been incredible. Thank you for all of your work. I love you so much. Um, all the healing to East Palestine, and we will talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you so much. You've been listening to Curious Now with me, Jonathan Van Ness. You can learn more about this week's guest and their area of expertise in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. And follow us on Instagram at Curious with JBN. I also talk a lot about the podcast on my TikTok if you want to follow me over there on official JBN. Curious Now drops every other Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to tune in next Monday for an episode of Pretty Curious and every Wednesday for Getting Curious because Getting Curious still every Wednesday. Don't even ever worry about it. But you still can't get enough? You can subscribe to Extra Curious on Apple Podcasts for commercial-free listening, which I love, and our subscription-only show, Ask JBN, where we're talking sex, relationships, and so much more. Our engineer is Nathaniel McClure. Our theme music is also composed by Nathaniel McClure. Curious Now is produced by me, Erica Ghetto, Chris McClure, and Allison Weiss, with production support from Julie Carrillo, Ann Curry, and Chad Hall. 